Blackhawks live. Here's the break in there from the pass. He scores! That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Let's pull back the curtain, go behind the scenes of your favorite hockey team. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. Blackhawks Live. Now, here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. Okay, guys, show us what you got. Rivalry week, we can still call it that. The Blackhawks take on the Detroit Red Wings up in the Motor City tomorrow night. And the Blackhawks could use a W, try to get on a little roll here after somewhat of a solid effort against the Colorado Avalanche, but coming up with another loss. The Blackhawks taking on Detroit tomorrow night and then welcoming in those Avalanche on Friday evening at the United Center. How's it going, everyone? I'm Joe Brand alongside Chris Bowden. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Hi, Chris. I'm sorry the Bears general manager job didn't work out for you, apparently, Joe. You were one of the, uh, I know, one of the interview candidates, correct? You know, once I once I flew in and I didn't see George McCaskey picking me up in a Bears jacket and uh, meeting me at the luggage claim, I, I realized it, I missed my shot. How was the interview, though? Everyone's been interviewed. <laughs> I didn't get interviewed, but... Uh... You were part of that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was very nerve wracking. A lot of hard hitting questions. It was uh, uh, during the first period of the game uh, last Friday night uh, that uh, you got on a Zoom with George and and, <laughs> and Ted and company over there, or no? Yeah, well, right. you know the Bears want to just multitask a lot, moving forward. So uh, yeah, apparently uh, I can hopefully help I'm out. I'm trying with to work here. It, it, you know what? It's it, it's such a big sports day. I mean, the nerve of the other sports to become relevant here on the night of Blackhawks Live. We've got. Bears finding their new general manager. We heard the big Hall of Fame news from Kevin Powell. I uh, just spoke with Jordan Burnfield off the air. He was talking about uh, the Hall of Fame being not very, very good to Sammy Sosa. And uh, <laughs> I said that should have been his lead. Maybe maybe Kevin will jot that down. Yeah, I think so. Coming up at 6.30. That's what you'll hear. Anyway, uh, this is Blackhawks Live where we talk all and everything Blackhawks. And well, now we will yes, after we got that out of the way. Starting after 6.12. steered it off center. <laughs> starting after 6.12. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I hate to just lead in with the Blackhawks coming off a loss, but it was a, a solid performance against Colorado. It wasn't a great performance, but it was a solid one. Uh, they definitely outplayed the Avalanche in the first period. They outplayed them in some parts of the second and third, but it, it's not enough. And we've said this time and time again when the Hawks take on a team that has more talent than them, it's going to take a full 60 minutes, and sometimes that's not even good enough. And I think that's kind of what we saw the other night. Well, uh, I'm sure uh, most Blackhawk fans can remember the way their team played from, say, 2009 to 2016. Um, that's the kind of team that Colorado and Minnesota is also getting there as well, too. The kind that uh, is so deep and so talented they can flip a switch when they want, and um, much better efforts. Really disappointing uh, with the the Friday effort against Minnesota when they lost five right. to one and came out real flat after what three or four days off. Derek King thought he was doing his guys a favor, and they uh, they came out on their heels. Uh, and Minnesota did not much better performances. Uh, Saturday night in the rematch against the Wild, and then last night in Colorado. But, uh, you know, that's part of the big picture that we're looking at here and the task that is at hand for whoever is going to run the Blackhawks from here on out. You look at this division, Minnesota and Colorado are already so much better than where the Hawks are right now. You throw in a St. Louis into the mix, you throw in, you know, a, a Dallas uh, that 
you know, probably has some hard decisions that they have to make coming up this offseason. A Nashville team that the Blackhawks always struggled against, Winnipeg as well. And um, it's it's a real daunting hill to climb, not only this season, but when you look at the big picture, um, how those teams are stacked up. They're still fairly young, especially Minnesota and Colorado. St. Louis certainly has some young players that I don't think uh, don't get nearly enough respect. Um, you know, so when you're looking at the big picture here, uh, those are the teams that are going to be ruling the Central Division. You're going to be trying to chase down. So uh, some important decisions have to be made. If Kyle Davidson's the guy here, especially approaching the trade deadline, he will be. But then moving forward, how they want to, um, you know, uh, approach what they're going to do with this team. I mentioned on Twitter last night, some people were talking about it was a bad effort. No, Friday was a bad effort. Mm-hmm. They were much better Saturday and then again last night, but they were going up against much better teams and sometimes effort compared to talent isn't isn't enough. Sometimes it'll win you some games, but you know, I, I mentioned that the likes of Detroit and LA and Anaheim and even Ottawa, they've torn that thing down and had a rough couple of years, but now you can see that they're starting to progress and starting to become a good team and there's a light at the end of that tunnel and um you know if there was i think a little bit more consistent approach here from the hockey operations department over the last couple of years rather than bouncing back and forth on whether they want to contend whether they want to rip it down and 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 go into a rebuild i think if there was a, a more consensus um or a more consistent decision to go through a couple of tough years they'd be in a much better position right now in terms of how the future is looking. Very good points. Want to expand on it. Along with WGN-TV's Chris Bowden, I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Blackhawks are coming off a 2-0 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. They are in Detroit tomorrow evening. And uh, Chris Bowden had mentioned a couple of Good points I want to get to. Also, just a quick reminder, Nick Olchek is going to be joining us after the news. Uh, Nick Olchek, obviously the He's son. He's everywhere. He really is. Obviously the son of Eddie Olchek, <laughs> filling in for his pops on the TV side the past couple of days. Unfortunately, some rough circumstances as Eddie O had to be sidelined due to some health issues. Uh, we understand for the most part those are on the positive up end. Um, we can even hopefully get a little more clarification from Nick Olchek, but... Uh, Twitter sure seemed to like the prodigal son, and uh, you know everything we've been dealing with him here on the WGN radio side. He's been doing a top-notch job as well. I know John Wideman likes working with him a lot, but uh, man, on full display, what type of talent that kid has! Tremendously tremendous. <laughs> if I were to, uh, buy, uh, you well, know, we were talking about the, the quirk he made, the, like the very first sentence he says. Yeah, you, you got another <laughs> old check in the booth, but just a different first name, a little better looking too. Yeah. As he winks into the camera. <laughs> Like, all right, kid, you you sure know how to work charmer. this city. You charmer. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll have a lot to talk to Nick about in a little bit. Uh, just kind of want to expand on a few of the things you brought up. Yes, Friday's performance was something to be concerned about. But I'll remind Blackhawks fans that it, it took that loss and it took the Arizona loss to kind of not so much light a fire under this team, but at least give them a reset, at least kind of change the mood and, and change the the focus heading into the next game because after that Arizona game, they came out and they beat Vegas. Mm-hmm. After that Minnesota game on Friday, they came out with a much better start against Minnesota on the road and nearly picked up a win there. And the Colorado effort is something you really can't be, be disappointed in. But the fact of the matter is right now, there are teams that are better than the Blackhawks. And the Blackhawks have a long way to go to getting to the postseason. So the conversation right now 
can't be about the postseason. Even Derek King mentioned, you know, I don't want to go towards the abrupt phrase that, okay, our playoffs start now. We just want to put together consistent hockey games, full-on efforts of full 60 minutes, and that's what we need to work for moving forward. He even brought up the term building a culture when he was talking Mm -hmm. about Ryan Carpenter backing up Sam Lafferty in Sam Lafferty's first game. I mean, those are the types of things being tossed around right now. What you mentioned earlier, the Blackhawks roster doesn't necessarily reflect that right now because there are going to be some very difficult decisions to be made come the trade deadline on March 21st. But one of the biggest things is, who is going to be making those decisions? Will it be Kyle Davidson? Will there be someone above him? Um, will someone else have his role? All these things still need to be figured out, and uh, I, I don't know if we're going to get a clear answer until some of those things get figured out. And the other thing is it sounds like they are being very respectable to Marc-Andre Fleury, to Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane, and not just going to do anything rational just because that would benefit the Blackhawks right now. It, it seems like they're putting a lot of thought into absolutely everything. Well, uh, from, from everything we understand, this is Kyle Davidson's team, at least through the end of the season. So he will be the guy on the trigger come trade deadline with what they want to do. And speaking along those lines, I just see uh, in Elliot Friedman's latest 31 thoughts, 32 thoughts, that he... Uh, has a little blurb about we should maybe prepare ourselves for Mark Andre Fleury to become a Washington Capital. Mm. So um, you know uh, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, uh, Kevin Lankinen as well, along with Colin Delia. So that's something to consider. Uh, the other UFAs, um, you know, and the reason we're bringing these up is teams are more inclined not to you know be married to a particular contract moving forward through the end of the year so they can you know have a little boost in the playoffs but you know you have Ryan Carpenter and Lafferty who I know the Blackhawks have really liked and has, has been really impressive with the opportunities that he been he's been given so far Calvin DeHaan Eric Gustafson a couple of other guys who could be moved at the deadline as unrestricted free agents those you know, RFAs on the team right now include the likes of Dominic Kubalik and Dylan Strom. Kirby Doc obviously isn't going to be going anywhere. But um, so, you know, those are some of the names to consider here. If Kyle Davidson, uh, if the Blackhawks continue trending as they have for most of the season and are out of the playoff picture, um, some names you could consider uh, that, uh, or he would consider uh, moving and try and get some assets in return. But they don't have a first round draft pick. I don't know if. Any of those players would necessarily bring a first round draft pick in return for the one that they lost in the in the Seth Jones trade. Um, so uh, you know some real important decisions moving forward. And you know I mentioned some of these teams that went with a complete teardown are now starting to uh, reap the benefits of building themselves back up. And this team that the Blackhawks are seeing tomorrow night, Detroit just awful for a couple of years. And you know there were decisions to be made here whether you wanted to try to contend or play the long game and uh you know uh if it wasn't likely if you didn't think you were like likely to make the playoffs over the course of a couple of seasons you know uh why not go through some growing pains and detroit has certainly done that under steve eisenman but now they've had a couple of wonderful drafts and they made a couple of smart moves as well and this detroit team sitting there at 18 18 and 6 they have 42 points in 42 games the blackhawks are at 37 at 42 so this is not the team 
uh, to sleep on like uh, you have in the past few years because uh, you can see they're starting to reap the benefits of their complete teardown. And, uh, you know, they've been they've been a solid contending team all year long and have been a problem for some of the teams that uh, that, you know, you think are much better. Uh, they're hanging with a lot of these clubs. And that's uh, the team the Blackhawks will close out this road trip against tomorrow night. Based on the last couple of opponents for the Blackhawks, I do think that this schedule uh, the next couple of days can work in the Hawks favor. Also, based on the way that they have been playing. When you talk about going into a full rebuild mode, I don't think that the Hawks need to go uh, eventually into a a full-on quote-unquote tank mode. Um, I I feel like the NHL and all sports really have kind of shied away from the full-on tank mode. I think there are ways that the Hawks can still improve without going that direct route. I also think they've got plenty of pieces to build around, um, but it is going to take some creativity and it's going to take some harsh decisions. And uh, I, I agree with you that I think Kyle Davidson is fully in the position to have those calls for right now. And, and unless something gets announced or something gets uh, somebody else gets brought in, I think that is going to be the case based on uh, what the speculation has been about Kyle Davidson and some of the moves he's been able to make. I mean, Alex Nylander gets moved, and this is a guy that the Blackhawks mm-hmm. were thinking pretty highly on in the past couple of years and, until now. So uh, I, I feel like that should help them moving forward as well. Uh, Nick Olchek is going to be our guest after the 6.30 news. Our Boyke's question this week will be, we can have somebody call in 312-981-7200 and tell us what college Nick Olchek went to and played hockey at. What college did Nick Olchek go to and play hockey at? 312-981-7200. That is our Boykies prize pack giveaway question. Again, if you haven't checked out boykies.com, please do so. Use the promo code WGN Radio. Get 10% off your first order. It's not beef jerky. It's biltong. It's better than beef jerky and better for you. It's really good stuff. It's very uh, tender and it looks like we got a call right now. I wonder if we can possibly squeeze them in before we got to get to the break. Uh, before we do that, hey fans, don't forget as the new year begins and the pandemic stressors continue, now is the time to take care of your mental health. This year, a fresh start awaits. It's time to live your best life. Anesthesiologist Dr. Ball Nandra uses ketamine to treat major depression, anxiety, PTSD, and chronic pain. Ketamine is safe, highly effective, and can often immediately relieve depression or anxiety symptoms. For PTSD, they now offer the SGB procedure for quick relief. Ketamine's been the greatest advancement in mental health over 50 years. Ketamine treatments from Dr. Nandra can reduce your need for those drugs and far more experience than any other clinic in the Midwest. IV Solution is your only solution. And they now can offer you financial assistance from the Serenity Foundation. Schedule your free co- phone consultation today. Call 844-9-IV-MEDS. 844-9-IV-MEDS. That's 844-948-6337. Or visit KetamineChicago.com. That's KetamineChicago.com. Before we get to news, we've got Richard on the air. I thought it was Nick calling up early with the answer to the question. <laughs> now, that would have been sly by Nick Olchek, but uh, we'll be giving him the call. Richard thinks he has the answer. Richard, where did Nick Olchek go to college and play hockey? I'm going to guess Vanderbilt. I, I really appreciate you just cold calling and guessing, but Richard, unfortunately, that's not the answer. But I appreciate you listening and giving us a try. 
No problem. I enjoy your show regardless. Thanks. Huh? Really appreciate that. All right. Well, hopefully someone else can call in with the right answer. And hopefully Nick doesn't spill the beans when he's done <laughs> with us either. Yeah, so. maybe maybe we can have somebody call in and uh, Nick can clarify if they're correct or not. We'll see if that works out. Okay, Nick Olchek coming on after the news. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. After the break, Jordan Burnfield has the news next. A little Billy Joel to pick up Blackhawks Live. You're listening to 720 WGN. He's WGN-TV's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. And our guest this week on Blackhawks Live is our very own. We can say that. He's been on the radio side. Nick Olchek jumping over to the TV side the past couple of games. And if you don't know, Nick, that was uh, Billy Joel's Big Shot. That song came out when you were negative 17 years old. So, so hopefully everyone driving around right now can feel just a little bit older. Nick, how's it going, pal? Joe, Chris, really great to be with you guys. It's been a pretty surreal couple of uh, months and weeks here for me and the family and uh, and just everything that's been going on, but really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been nothing short of a blast so far, and hopefully uh, we can have a little bit more fun here tonight. Well, pal, as everyone is thrilled for you um, and everyone is you know really excited to see you uh, serve this role, Obviously, it came at a bit of a rough circumstance with your dad going down in Minnesota. And, you know, what do you feel comfortable telling us right now? But I know the last couple of messages have been positive in terms of his recovery. Yeah, well, well first and foremost, I'm, I'm very happy to say that uh, he, he's feeling better today, uh, even better than when I last gave the update uh, when doing the game with, with the incredible Pat Foley. Uh, he's uh, feeling better, doing better. He's at home now, and now it's just kind of the going to doctor visits and getting some tests done to try and figure out, you know, what exactly wasn't, uh, what was making him feel uh, not himself. So definitely happy to relay uh, some continued good news, which is, which is first and foremost. And uh, again, such a huge thank you to the entire Blackhawk organization, Dr. Terry, Dr. Burke, everybody involved in the Minnesota wild as well, who were just incredible in making sure that he had everything he needed uh, their doctor, uh, Dr. Sheldon Burns, who Pat had mentioned was actually my dad's uh, team doctor for the U.S. Olympic hockey team back in 1984, huh. wow. back when he was 16 years old. Pretty pretty crazy how small the hockey world is. But no, everybody was was really incredible. And the uh, head security guy for the Blackhawk, Brian Higgins, even got uh, got a police escort to, to take care of the ambulance and get it to the hospital there uh, in St. Paul. So just all hands on deck, and Kyle Davidson was incredible as well. And, I mean, look, it, it all stems from the unbelievable leadership uh, from the Blackhawk organization, Rocky Works, Danny Works, Jamie Faulkner, and everybody that uh, is on board and making sure that whether it's him, whether it's another employee, whether it's a player, everybody's taking care of first class. So a uh, big hats off to them. But at the end of the day, uh, Edzo's doing just fine. He's feeling better, and uh, hopefully he'll be uh, holding the mic and sitting next to Pat real soon. That's great to hear, Nikki. And, and I hope he was well enough – after that uh, opening segment on TV last night when you referred to yourself as a little younger but but better-looking old chick, I hope you got a text right away. I hope that phone was buzzing right away after you mentioned that. Well, I'm sure he would be the one to tell you that even he would say I get uh, my looks from my from my beautiful mother. Uh, but, uh, but no, nonetheless, it, it was just it was so much fun. Um, and, and, and again, just to, to stress the, the gratitude and thanks to the, to the Hawks for allowing me, uh, of all people to, to get an opportunity to work with somebody who I've idolized and growing up my entire life. Uh, and, and, and a massive thanks to Adam Rogowin and John Steinmiller and everybody, and especially Ralph Strangis, who 
uh, has been really big in my broadcasting career and helping me along and giving me opportunities and, and, and helping me succeed. But, but you're right. It, it was a, it was a special night and kind of crazy how my technical, like my actual debut happened when it was in St. Paul. And I just kind of got thrown in there in the third period and, and just tried to do my best. And I'm sure as you guys could imagine, uh, you know, I went in in the second intermission to check on my dad after checking on him before the game. And in the first intermission when he wasn't feeling great, I went in there after the second period and just, just wasn't doing good at all. And they said he's got to go to the hospital. And all of a sudden, he's walking out the broadcast booth hmm. with the doctors. And I'm getting asked to, to work the third period of the Hawks' wild game. And I'm sure, as you guys could imagine, about three-fourths of my brain and concentration was nowhere near the XL Energy Center. Mm. Uh, it was very much uh, with, with, with my dad and, and making sure that he was okay. But like I said, just tried to step in and do the best possible job that I could uh, and, and a great honor to work with, uh, with Pat last night. I tried to have a little bit of fun because uh, that's what Blackhawk broadcasts are all about. Uh, not too much to the point where it takes away from the game, but it was just such a special night for me uh, having known Pat as long as I have and just tried to make everybody uh, as proud as I possibly could. Well, he did an outstanding job in that third period on Saturday night in Minnesota as well. So yeah. you've worked with you work with Foley, you've worked with Weidman. I want to know what it's like yeah. to work with Joe Brand as your <laughs> you don't have your to answer pre intermission and post game host. <laughs> this show's been going it's great un- until that question got brought up. So don't feel like you have to answer it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fun, and and I, and I think that the thing that separates Joe from perhaps. Uh, people in other cities or around the world that he just I think he just asked the right questions um, it's the questions that he asks it's it's how he asks them how genuine he seems to care about the Blackhawks to care about the broadcast as well as the people that he's working with he's real easy to get along with and look I know I'm gonna I'm gonna checks in the mail send all the, <laughs> yeah send the mail the fan mail the, the Joe brand that's not exactly what I just but. texted you though Nick I, I you missed a couple of extra sentiments <laughs> but no yeah it's it's been such a blast and 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 Joe aside I mean working with everybody at, at WGN has been unbelievable and working with Johnny White and who I think at one point in his career is going to be inducted to to a broadcasting hall of fame with with how long he's been around and, and what a great job he does and will continue to do uh, it's so easy working with him he is unbelievably talented in what he does in, in describing and now that i've kind of seen both sides of the spectrum right radio you got to be a lot more descriptive uh as as the color man there you got to be a lot quicker because the, the the listeners have to just listen because that's the way that they see so when you're trying to make a, a cohesive point, you got to be a lot quicker than, than what it is on TV. But uh, Paul Zerang, I mean, just you know, Krista and Brent in the studio, I mean, just everybody has been <laughs> been so gracious and great and uh, great to me um, and has certainly made my life uh, as easy as possible. So what's your favorite question that I've asked you? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but Nick, uh, well, my favorite wait till these, wait till these next couple we're going to lay on you. You're going to have to dig deep for these next couple, though. So. <laughs> Nick, so listen, unfortunately with this business comes criticism and it comes people uh, critiquing your work even though they don't they don't know a thing about you. Now, I know I know we're doing a lot of compliments and everything right now, but I do yeah. want to be fair and and everyone needs to know that it's it's yeah. not just like you got put in this position because you're Eddie Olchek's son. Not only have right. you been in the minor leagues, not only have you been paying your dues and doing the hard work, but you've been doing the behind the scenes stuff yeah. at NBC, at TNT. I mean, you are 
working in the truck, you are producing, yeah. you are editing. I mean, how much have those things helped you along with your career? Because a lot of people that want to get into this business just think, oh, I like sports, yeah. I can talk, I can do this. And then they right. see Eddie Olchek's son on TV, and well, that's not fair. But it, it right. really does help you in the business to know all different aspects. So how has that helped you moving forward? Well, Joe, it's 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 a, it's a, a great question and something that I have given a lot of thought to over the years. When uh, whether I was growing up playing hockey, um, you know, only being told that I was only on Team X because I was Eddie Olchek's son, or going and playing Division One hockey for a couple of seasons at Colorado College, and saying that you know you can only you could only have that because of your last name or, or whatever the case is. Um, you know, I, I understand that the career path that I have chosen is in a shadow. Uh, some would say that that is a burden. Um, some would say, you know, everything you have is because of your last name when, you know, in reality, absolutely. Are there certain connections that I have made because of my last name? No question. I would be the first one to, to acknowledge that and, and say that. Uh, but the work ethic and, and, and what I have put in to, to be into this spot now, I think is the one thing that people might not see superficially but is the one thing uh, I think that, that I can lay my head down every night and say, you know what, I worked hard and I did things behind the scenes. And you're right. I mean, the reality is is that working this job with the Blackhawks, both doing radio and TV, in reality is just one of five jobs that I work. Also doing behind-the-scenes work uh, with, with a Telestrator type of, of software that breaks down plays for the Hyundai Closer Look for Blackhawks pregame, intermissions, and postgame. Uh, I've also, over the summers... Uh, and, and recently with college football, I, I work the uh, virtual line. So when you're watching a football game and you see the line of scrimmage, you see the yellow first down line, I do that as well. Actually, my first, uh, the first seven weeks of the NCAA football season, I was traveling every weekend, whether it be to South Carolina or Florida or Philadelphia uh, or wherever in the United States, doing college football and working in a truck and working the you know game days from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. and then getting on a flight the other day or the next day and coming home. So it, it's all of that and, and also working with that same type of software uh, with, with breaking plays down and adding different graphics and arrows and trackers underneath players for the NHL on TNT and, and being able to work with Wayne Gretzky and Paul Bissonnette and Anson Carter and Rick Tockett and Liam McHugh, just an incredible uh, group of guys down there, and they've been gracious, gracious enough to allow me to go down there and work with them and learn, but also trust that I know a thing or two about the game as well. So uh, it, it's been a blast. And, and I should say the reason why I am here is because the Indy Fuel gave me an opportunity to start and do what I love most. And it was Jim Hallett, who was the owner of the Indy Fuel. That is the Blackhawks ECHL team for fans who might not know. It's essentially a double-A baseball uh, in, in the hockey ranks. It was Jim Hallett, the owner there. Uh, Larry McQuarrie, who runs the team, and my first ever broadcast partner, Andrew Smith, who taught me so much after working there with him for a couple of years, and, and still technically working there as possibly a, you know as much as I can uh, throughout the rest of this season, and, and who knows what happens uh, along the way. But it has been a heck of a ride, uh, and I said it in my in my tweet the other night. But this is uh, it's exactly what I've wanted to do. Mm. For realizing a dream, <laughs> yeah, realizing a dream for the team that, yeah, for the team that I that I grew up uh, loving and mm-hmm. watching, and uh, to be able to uh, to call games is is an honor, and uh, 
I take it very seriously. And, uh, you know, I think going into a broadcast, I'm looking for two things. At the end, I want to have either taught someone something about the game of hockey or to have entertained them. And if I can do both, that's a great broadcast. Well, you've done everybody proud here. Uh uh, coming from here, and uh, you've done your your uh, dad and your entire family proud with the work you've done, and hopefully it leads to bigger and bigger, better, better things. Before we let you go, I want to uh, ask you one question about this Blackhawks team, and, and one question in particular about an individual player as we start looking to the future. Yeah, Alex DeBrinkett's going to be around for a long time, but another guy who's going supposed to be around a long time, what are you seeing when you watch Kirby Doc right now, he just turned 21. This is his really third NHL season, you know, bits yep. and pieces. But what are you seeing with, with Kirby Doc right now when you look at the numbers, fair or unfair, you know, zero points in his last five, one goal, no assists in his last 10. Yep. But again, he only just turned 21. Yeah. Uh, what are you yeah. seeing in the, with the ceiling with, with Kirby Doc? Well, Chris, I mean, I think he has everything that it takes to be a premier player in the National Hockey League in terms of his size, his reach. And look, the past couple of games, he's been killing penalties as well. I mean, he's been doing that, you know, not just the last couple of games, but you know, I think he's been doing it more frequently. But really, all season long, Derek King has trusted him to kill penalties. And for a guy that was chosen third overall, that put up a ton of points at the junior level, there is a lot of pressure that comes with that, no question. But you see some of the spurts, you see some of the flashes of what he's able to do with the puck when he gets confidence, the moves that he's able to make to beat guys one-on-one. But I think when Kirby Doc is playing at his best, it's straight-ahead hockey. Not worried about trying to dangle through guys and pull it between his legs. Though he can pull those moves off sometimes, no question. But I, I think he is going to be an effective player for a long time if he adopts that that straight-ahead style, a simple style of going to the net. And there was a play I broke down during the game, last game, where it was Patrick Kane who was kind of holding on to the puck up near the blue line, and Kirby Doc was behind the net. He didn't just stay behind the net. He looked and saw that Patrick Kane had the puck, and it was an instant trigger where he says, okay, I got to get to the net. He looped around the net to the right side and was able to get in front and get a tip on the shot from Patrick Kane, who waited for Doc to be able to get to the net front. So I think it's, it's instincts like that. That's what's going to make him successful in the future. And look, has he put up 60, 70, 80 points a year through his career so far? No, he hasn't. Of course, we'd love to see that. But he's a guy that's still growing into his body. I think the future is still very high with Kirby Doc. And look, you got that type of size. You have that type of skill. And he can skate as well. And when you're talking about power play and penalty kill, I think once he really starts to get comfortable, come into his own, and find some consistency within his game, he's going to be an extremely impactful player through the rest of his career. You want to make sure you teach something to somebody every broadcast. Well, you just taught everyone a little bit more about Nick Olchek. Buddy, thanks so much for jumping on. My pleasure, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, Nick. And we'll talk to Nick Olchek tomorrow as he's going to join John Weideman on the broadcast against the Detroit Red Wings. Really cool stuff. Uh, we got to get to a break, though. The last portion of Blackhawks Live coming up next here on 720 WGN. The last chance to win a Boyke's prize pack, 312-981-7200, to the first person that can call in and tell us what college Nick Olchek went to. Nick just told you what it was. And played hockey at. Yes, he did. He gave away the answer, but... Uh, we're we'll we're going to use the dump button on him, but we decided not to. <laughs> so. Probably the first time ever the dump button has been used for something other than profanity. A uh, couple of housekeeping things. Next week, we are currently scheduled to join... 
Blackhawks Live after Northwestern basketball as uh, Tuesday. Well, yeah, that will be another Tuesday. Tuesday Again, the, the first. show is typically on Mondays, but uh, we're also going to get a time change in a couple of weeks, too. But everything you need to know right now, next week, Tuesday night, is the next scheduled Blackhawks Live. 8.15-ish, 8.30. That's what know, we're if, shooting if for. Northwestern doesn't decide to go triple overtime. All right, we got Chris from Prospect Heights. Chris, you got a few seconds. What college did Nick Olchek go to and play hockey at? Colorado College. Colorado College. Congratulations, Chris. You won a Boyke's prize pack. Thank you very much. He also gave a little hint in his... (laughs) He did, and if by hint you mean the answer, you're absolutely right. Thanks for listening, though. Thanks for listening, Chris. closely, too. (laughs) Uh, And one other news to get to, uh, how about our dear friend Will Chuckerman of the Blackhawks Media Relations? He got hitched! Yes! Will usually uh, helps us out with the guests that we, uh, we do get. I don't know if he's... Off this week, honeymooning, or uh, he has been taking some time off, yeah, some well-deserved so good, time good for off. Will, congratulations to uh, he and his uh, lovely wife, and uh, welcome to the rest of your life. And uh, hopefully, Derek <laughs> King's uh, node to getting married doesn't haunt you too much. All right, that's going to do it for Blackhawks Live. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. Big thanks to Curtis Koch, Nick Olchek, and everyone else. Stick around. David Jennings' news is next. After that, John Landecker, seven twenty WGN.